This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything Is Black and White Podcast. It's time for our weekend preview. Newcastle welcome Wolves to St James's Park this Sunday. And I'm joined by Birmingham Live's Ben Husband, who is a football writer and covers Wolves. Uh, ben, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Um, we'll dive straight in then. Not the easiest games for Newcastle. Wolves on a good run of form in the Premier League. Um, what is the view of Newcastle down there in the Midlands from the Wolves counterpart? Is it that this is a game that Wolves should be winning? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to disrespect Newcastle. I know, I know they're difficult to beat, but Wolves will go into the game thinking they they should win, um, particularly away from home. They've probably performed a little bit better than they have at Molyneux this year. Um, it was it was really disappointing against Southampton last time out. Just didn't really get going. Um, so they'll be looking to bounce back, but they they are in the middle of a sort of really busy schedule now. Um, but this the Newcastle game on Sunday really should take preference sort of over everything else. Um, they've got the Europa League, obviously. Uh, the next couple of weeks they've got a Carabao Cup game, so we've got about six games now in the next two weeks. Uh, this Newcastle game is probably the most pivotal in there. And do you think that the Europa League schedule is that impacting on the Wolves' season, or are they just starting to kind of understand how it works, and you know, just starting to get the the right flow going? Yeah, I think you're right there. I think first couple of weeks, I think there was definitely um, a little hangover. I'm I'm not entirely sure why, um, because the game, the way that it worked, it sort of just worked as a pre-season. They only played two other games, uh, which was one was against Newcastle in China. Um, and the rest of that Europa League qualification process just served as a pre-season, but it sort of didn't quite, it just didn't translate into into good performances in the Premier League, really. I mean, they, they started quite well, got three draws early on, you know, against good sides like Leicester and Man United and Burnley, and then it just sort of fell away. Um, but so before that international break, they got two big wins, the win against Watford and obviously the, the sort of standout win against Manchester City. Um it's you know he's used a lot more players this year, um, but hopefully now you'd think we've got this another run now until the next international break. It's another big run in both competitions, but hopefully they've sort of, they're sort of learning this to get this balance a little bit close to how it should be. They are in your yeah, so. league action tonight against uh, Slovan Bratislava. You mentioned they're using more players. What are you expecting in terms of the team? Is it a case that the team that starts tonight will start? Um, against Newcastle on Sunday? I would expect a few changes. Um, 
for tonight in in Bratislava. There's a couple of injury concerns. I mean, Ryan Bennett hasn't travelled. Um, he picked up a knock against Southampton last time out. Sort of just a, a you know wait and see whether he's ready. Roman Saiz again. He picked up a knock against Man City. I wouldn't expect him to be risked um, in the Europa League. Hopefully, one of those two will be back in back in for Sunday. Um, I think the team that you see on Thursday night is probably going to be more similar to the one that that fans see when they play Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup uh, next Wednesday. Um, I would expect Wolves to sort of resemble a, a lot closer uh, to their strongest lineup at St James's Park. I would I would also expect Diogo Jota to start the game on Sunday. Uh, I think he'll be given a little bit more time to fully recover. He's just recovering from an injury. Um, so again, I'd expect him to be starting on Sunday. So I think I would expect Nuno to prioritise Sunday more than he will Thursday. Just give our listeners a bit of an insight into how uh, Wolves play. What what should they expect from from the travelling side? I, th- I think there is there's definitely sort of a, a viewpoint somewhere that that Wolves play quite you know possession based football and they're quite quite attacking. It's it's quite different really. They are they are very very reactive as a team. Uh, they're happy for the other team. To, you know, it's it's not rare for the other team to have 70% possession and Wolves still to win the game. They're not overly bothered about teams dominating possession, having chances. Um, you know, a lot of the sort of the results from last season were built on this solid back three, back five that they've got. Um, so they're, they're more than happy for, for teams, especially away from home, to have the ball. Uh, they, they counter at blistering pace. And, you know, they have got, obviously they've got midfield players that can keep the ball. You know, you've got Neves and Matinho. But the the sort of, the game plan, sort of tactic number one is to soak up pressure and, and counter on the break. So if I was a Newcastle fan, I'd be going into the game thinking you're going to see a lot of your team with the ball. Which probably wouldn't excite Newcastle fans because oh, so far... Um, we've seen Newcastle play a much more counter-attacking style of football. Is there a risk that, given that both sides probably play in a similar manner, um, that, that they kind of cancel each other out? I mean, we have we have seen that. Um, we see it a lot more at Molyneux than we do away from home. Uh, so you know, Southampton, although they had a little bit a little bit more of the ball, there wasn't sort of a, a commitment that they were going to go forward an attack with numbers, which sort of negates what Wolves try to do. Away from home, you know, if I think if the situation dictates it, Wolves can get on the front foot a little bit more. Um, they're sort of, that would prefer the opposition to come at them. But, you know, Wolves, I'm not, to put it bluntly, Wolves are capable of putting in an absolute stinker um, that, you know, can sort of make the whole game look quite poor. But, I'd like to think that if, if Newcastle are, are willing to give Wolves the ball, that they can use it because, you know, they've got the talent to do so. It's just that results have sort of dictated this is the way that they play football. They're coming into the, the game in good form, I think, unbeaten in the last four or five, is it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Against Southampton, obviously, it was a game that they probably would have liked to have won, you know, given that Southampton came in, I think, hadn't they hadn't won in, in four. But... Um, mm. Danny Ings seemed to give the Wolves defence a bit of a tough time. It was highlighted on match of the day by Alan Shearer. Do you think work would have been done with the defence this week? Because 
Danny Ings was having a lot of success running in behind the, the defenders. Didn't really look like they were having too much of a, a fun day trying to deal with that. And obviously, if Newcastle maybe played Dwight Gale, there's an option that the same could happen again on Sunday. I think a lot of those defensive issues came because Ryan Bennett was substituted off. They brought in uh, Hazes Vallejo that hasn't really got to speed in the Premier League yet. He looked all at sea, which again, I think it, it put the shakes into Connor Cody as well which sort of disrupted his performance. It was one of his poorer performances in a Wolf shirt. If Ryan Bennett or, or Roman Saiz are back, then I'm a lot more uh, confident in the defence. And I'd actually probably go the other way. I think Wolves are most vulnerable against a big physical striker. I mean, Newcastle in particular, Mitrovic absolutely destroyed Wolves in the Championship. Uh, he just stuck on Connor Cody and just gave him a torrid time. He did the same at Fulham last year. Rondon's done the same to Wolves as well. So it's they're the kind of strikers that that I think we struggle against more because Wolves are quite deep anyway. Um, so it's those those big physical strikers that can hold Cody off, that can sort of pin Wolves back. They're the ones that concern me more than though more than the sort of you know the, the pacing nippier strikers. If Wolves have got their first choice defensive uh, unit out there. What about weaknesses then? I'm mean, we briefly mentioned the defence there. If like so, Bennett is missing. Um, but what about up front? I think well, they have had less shots in Newcastle on goal. I think it's eighty to eighty one. The, the the two teams at the bottom of the league when it comes to that stat. However, much more clinical than Newcastle. What what's the feeling with that? Is it you know fans are quite happy you know that the, the, the shots they do have are seemingly going in. Wolves at the moment aren't creating enough chances. Um, they're, you know, as you've said, the form has the form has picked up, which can sort of alleviate concerns. It's a results game at the end of the day, but they aren't creating as many chances as they were last season. I mean, funnily enough, the game that we've created the most in was at the Etihad against Man City, where we we could have scored four or five. Uh, but I don't think there's been another game where you'd, we created a lot of chances, which is a slight concern. Um, a lot of the play, you know, if, if Adama Traore is marked out of the game, Wolves seem a little bit static. And I'd like to see if Diogo Jota's fit, he hasn't been fit for much of the season, I don't think, then it adds a real another dimension to the team. Um, because, yeah, as you say at the moment, we just, we don't create that many chances. So, you've, I mean, even when we made it 1-1 against Southampton, you felt right we should go on and win this game now. We didn't create another chance in the in the last 20 minutes, which you're thinking at home against a side that are struggling, you get yourself back in the game. After that, it was just it just went flat again. So there are for me there are concerns about about the way that they're going forward at the moment. But hopefully, if Shotter can come back fit and firing, then they are a different team when he's fit as well. Who's the star man then for Wolves? Uh, Newcastle need to keep quiet. Well, this season, you'd say Adama Traore. Um, Raul Jimenez is our goal threat. He, if, we'll, if he gets a chance, he tends to score. But pretty much everything this season has gone through Traore. He's almost been transformed over the summer. He's played fullback. He's played centre-forward. He's played as a winger. His, his final ball has got infinitely better. And that has now become sort of the first pass that, that players look for particularly sort of Connor Cody and Ruben Neves. They like to play those big wide diagonals. 
Uh, and Troy Ware tends to be the man that they're targeting. You can double him up, you can triple him up. But we've we've seen time and time again that, you know, if he wants to, he'll go past anyone at any time and he'll do and he can create things. So I think Newcastle's sort of number one priority should be keeping him quiet and then going from there. And on the other side of that, from what you've seen in Newcastle, who's the man that um, you think Wolves need to be keeping quiet? Uh, I like the the new guy that you've signed, Matt. Is it Maximin? Yes, yeah, Maximin, yeah. Yeah, he's he's looked dangerous from what I've seen. Uh, I've seen patches of uh, Joe Ellington as well, who I, I did like. I was interested in Wolves signing him over the summer. I know they were they were linked. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed with uh, Almiron since his signing. I thought he would. Uh, I thought he'd suit the Premier League quite well, but he's from what I've seen, he's not really adapted. Yeah, he's just struggling to kind of get that goal. He's running a lot, but without really much end product. But you know, your fingers crossed. I think the feeling is one goal, and then um, the rest will follow. Um, what's the view of Newcastle down there um, at the Molyneux? I mean, what what do what football fans think about? You know, Rafa Benitez leaving, Steve Bruce coming in, and what's the is is there is there any thought on you know Newcastle United as a as a team as a club? I think you know, well, as Newcastle have been in a you know a high division for for quite a lot of the last sort of twenty years towards, they haven't had that many had that many encounters really. There was the famous cup game at the start of the at the start of the century that fans still really look back on. I, I still think it is one of those games that that fans look out for Newcastle, particularly Newcastle away. It's a bit of a pain that they've moved it to Sunday two years in a row. But I think I think it's a game that Wolves that Wolves will feel like they can win, but it, it feels like a real Premier League tie. No disrespect to some other sides in the Premier League, but this, it always, to me anyway, it feels like a proper Premier League tie when we're playing Newcastle, particularly at St James's Park. Um, but Wolves fans will want to get one over on Steve Bruce, there's no doubt about that. And of course, last season, a uh, bit of controversy in the, in the game there at St James's Park. So I'm sure Newcastle fans would like to see uh, what they thought was a, a wrong righted. Yeah, so you know there was there was the Willy Bolly uh, incident, let's say, with him going up for a header, and I think he threw his elbow. I can't remember who it was that. It was a Perez. Uh, yeah, and then that didn't get punished, and then obviously they went and scored a 93rd minute winner, and then I think Bolly put himself in Newcastle supporters' hearts for the equaliser at Molyneux as well when he seemed to be quite physical with um, with Dubravka. So, you know, there's there's definitely a bit of needle there, I think, from last season. Newcastle probably want to right a few wrongs, but I think Wolves, Wolves now need to kick on. Um, they've been OK. You know, there's no... I don't think there's any concern about them being down, languishing in the relegation zone, but you feel this next month or so is the difference between them being 13th and 14th or 8th, 9th, 7th, like that sort of region. So I think it's a big month and I think Wolves fans will go to Newcastle thinking they could and they probably should pick up a result. Just to finish off from you, Ben, then what's your prediction for Sunday? I think it'd be a tight game. Wolves don't Wolves don't really beat teams by more than, by more than a goal. I, I think... If Andy Carroll plays a significant portion of the game, I fancy he'll score. Well, I'm going to just stop you there. Unfortunately, Andy Carroll has been ruled out with a groin strain, so Andy Carroll will not be featuring, from what we understand, at all on Sunday. So oh. a massive boost, I guess, for, 
for Wolves, considering what you've talked about, their weaknesses in a, in a strong physical striker? Oh, definitely, because to me, Andy Carroll is almost the archetypal striker that, that concerns Wolves, particularly since Nuno's come over and, and Cody's been that central defensive sweeper. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a massive boost. I, I, th- I think Wolves will win the game. I think it's going to be tight. As long as they can start the game well, they don't start games traditionally very well. I'd like to see them on the front foot because I do think there's there's propensity to, to win the game early on if they can. Um, I think it'd be tight. I'd be surprised if we keep a clean sheet. I'd go for, similar to last year, I'd go 2-1 Wolves. Well, there you have it, Ben. Thank you very much for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. No problem at all. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. Just a quick reminder to please subscribe and review to our podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you listen through. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was Ben Husband there from Birmingham Live, now joined by our very own Kieran Kelly. Uh, Kieran, we'll start with Newcastle United's team news. Uh, lots of positive reaction when people saw that Matt Ritchie and Florence back in training, but it doesn't look like they're going to take part on Sunday. And then we've also been hit with the news that Andy Carroll will be missing and even Fabian Cher could be missing on Sunday. Yeah, I think Fabian Cher has been, for me, Newcastle's best player this season. So that's a huge blow, even if it ultimately only proves to be one game. He's not only embodied some of that resilience we've seen from them um, some of those clearances you think of that Brighton clearance but also going forward he, he gives them something in terms of bringing the ball out from the back that some Newcastle defenders just that's not really their asset so I think that's a big blow um, both at the back and going forward and but equally you know it gives someone else a chance Dumbo who came out the team for Clark uh, could come back in and of course Federico Fernandez yet to start a league game that might be a game for him. You know, he's someone who's comfortable on the ball. So out of those two options, who would you pick if indeed Cher <laughs> is missing? Um, part of me, because Clark gives you that balance on the left side, um, you know, putting Dummett in as like a, a right-footed centre-back, you know, would that be perfect? I wouldn't mind seeing Fernandes, but I thought he did well in the, the cup game against Leicester. He, in terms of giving you that option of bringing the ball out, I think he, it would be great to see him, but the thing is he hasn't played in a while. He did have a really good game, but yeah. that, to and my memory, is the last time we saw him. Exactly, and he, he came on against Spurs and that, but he's not really had much minutes, so that probably will work against him. It, um, so I think the, the obvious one to come in would be Dummett, but I think part of me would like to see Fernandes get a shout at some stage. But now, uh, speaking to Ben there from Burn Live, he said that Arnie Carl would have been perfect for this game because Wolves do not like to be bullied. 
uh, Rondon giving him a really tough time last season. Yeah. Um, and obviously now Carroll is ruled out of Sunday. Thankfully, as Lee Wright has reported on our website, it doesn't look like it's a huge injury. Um, he should be back for West Ham. But nonetheless, the impact he's had when he's come off the bench for those you know, last 20 minutes, half an hour, it's, it's been huge. I've been really been really impressed with what I've, what I've seen. Um, and that's just one less option for Steve Bruce to have in a game where you would... You wouldn't say it's a must win, but it's 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 not far off. No, and I mean, um, I think more than anything, Carroll, you've seen particularly at home the kind of psychological impact he has when he comes on. It, if a game is kind of stagnating, it just gives that crowd an injection, and you know you see what he does. Um, he came against Chelsea, one two defensive header straight away. That's been a big part of it. Obviously, you want to see him at the under end of the pitch more, actually getting crosses in and, and heading and think it does sound like it's more precautionary um you can't really take any risks with him and thankfully it's not been his ankle that's that's been the issue i think it's been remarkable really how uh, he's overcome that touch wood uh for newcastle's sake um and i suppose what he's found now is the first maybe setback in his rehab and there there'd be fans out there saying oh we could predict this but I can assure you more than anyone carol would be seriously seriously like disappointed about that to have any spell on silence any spell that he's not training it really really hurts him um, he's desperate to to prove that he can play a part this season and whether that's from the bench or indeed eventually starting you know I think we will see him start eventually but they are so so conscious of Ropping him in cotton wool and um, I think that may be an example of that um, because it's you know when you've come back from that long out um, you know it was February was the last time he played for West Ham before he came back. I think managing him and ensuring he doesn't get recurrence of strains is really important. So it's probably not a surprise he's he's not going to be playing at the weekend. Probably a little bit unfair though on Carl as well because groin strain is not that uncommon in athletes like footballers who are sprinting over short distances and that's just just one of those things, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, it, it's it's a pity for Newcastle because just as they looked on the cusp of having a fully fit squad for the first time this season, you know, with Richie and Lejeune coming back, two setbacks with Cher and Carroll, but it doesn't sound like they're serious injuries. So the, the, I think the squad will still be in a decent shape next week. Two massive characters are within the dressing room. Um, how do you think it'll impact Sunday with them not necessarily being, you know, in that first team squad? Again, we we see Cher. He, you know, he's got a good chance, good chance of being alright, but we're just pointing yeah. out that he may, he may miss Sunday as well. Yeah, I think it's you. It's an interesting dressing room because um, obviously people kind of notice when Richie's not playing because he's he's the most vocal, arguably, of the lot of them. But there's that quiet, steely resilience about them that I think we saw at Chelsea. How these players have responded really well after the Leicester game in terms of how they defended, in terms of keeping going at Chelsea. You saw that with Yedlin's clearance. You, you've seen that with Clark's block on Hudson-Odoi. There, I think there are, there are a lot of quiet leaders in there. The game's moved on a bit in terms of people shouting at each other and pinning them up against the walls now, um, which which is obviously more entertaining. But I, I think, you know, it, they are huge losses. But Newcastle, look at this now. They... They know the blueprint they have to take into these games. These are the games that are going to decide their season ultimately. So I think they'll know themselves what they have to do. I mean, the key question this week has been on strikers and whether Joe Linton will keep his place in the side. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, okay, is Cal fit enough to start? 
Gail's obviously been back as well. And we've had this discussion before we've actually come in here <laughs> um, about Gail. And, you know, I, I think probably he should start on Sunday. You you were kind of saying, well, is, is he fit enough? And I mean, that's the question everyone's asking. And I guess now with Carroll um, injured, you know, like, like we said, it's, it's one less option for Bruce to have. Yeah, and you have to remember it was not so long ago that Gail was taken off training completely because they could not get to the bottom of his calf issues and I think it's really encouraging that he's been back in the squad at Manchester United then he came on against Chelsea for a few minutes but for me I think it would possibly be a stretch for him to start um, on Sunday I think you saw how Sam Maximan's recovery was managed in a similar way he was thrown in the matchday squad came on for a few minutes and then slowly his minutes were built up and I think Gail given how he's he's such a, a kind of explosive player in a similar way you know he, he relies on his hamstrings and his calves and those explosive turns and that I think they have to be careful with that and it's one of those things as well as do you do you knock Joe Linton's confidence further if you start tinkering with his position and pulling him to left and right um, you know I think maybe you'd look at Atsu potentially coming in one of those positions uh, be interesting to see if Almiron does keep his place for me I, I think Bruce is very very conscious of a um, the confidence issue and B the fact that a lot of those players are young and that they're adapting still and he's, he's a bit wary maybe of tinkering at this stage but you know these are huge games coming up where Newcastle will need to score goals well I was going to say at what point does it then become yeah. an issue because it's all good saying like we'll not drop him because of, you know, the confidence is important and one goal will change everything but you know we're nearly in November and Newcastle mm. in the relegation zone at what point? I mean, this is a, this is probably a, another discussion point for another podcast episode. But at what point does it become an issue? Are you, are you then saying this is probably the last game and where you can you can make that point about not dropping them because of the confidence? I mean, what when does it? Well, this is why he's, he's paid uh, the money, isn't it, to be a manager? Um, no, I I think to have only got one goal between the three of them, admittedly, some maximums only come back in. That's that's not the return. I think. Bruce envisaged for the first nine games and I think they are going to get to a point where they'll need to score two goals in a game they are going to get to a point where they can't just rely on the defence to keep teams out and that's, that is the big worry going forward, like we've said probably a million times, Rondon Perez 55% of the league goals last season particularly in the second half of the season they really stepped up, can you see that front line you know finishing with 15 league goals between them this season at the moment they're up against it so I think it's that combination finding the right one should Atsu come back in potentially he's obviously stepped up with a couple of assists when he's played but I think as I said Bruce is, is very conscious of the confidence of both Joe Linton settling in new culture new environment away from his partner and son Almiron still getting to grips with these new teammates and how his role is in the team Um he may be a bit wary of, of changing it up just yet, which I know sounds kind of ridiculous in some ways, but um, you know, I think he's looking at those three eventually, just having that moment to click, and when will that happen? That's what we're waiting for. So Julian, to start on Sunday then? I would start him, and I think Gail, last half hour could make a big difference, but I'd, I'd, I'd just be wary of starting him just yet, just for fear of if you get if he gets injured again, given how long it took naturally for him to bounce back from that calf issue Newcastle really light again suddenly up front and you've seen the difference it's made 
uh, having those options on the bench you know instead of throwing a Mankio and Muto at Liverpool you actually have two players in Carroll and Gale who, who can make a difference up front if they get the service and that's another point about the front line the service has been an issue as well I think uh, some of the you know they are getting into good positions it's just that final ball you saw that at Chelsea first 25 minutes the maximum was getting into good positions it was just finding that right pass and that takes time when you're you're coming into a team after a disrupted pre-season but as we always say they don't have time because of Newcastle's position we'll finish then as always with the score prediction um I uh, it, it's got to be a tough game I know a lot's been made of Wolves playing the Europa League but the last time they did that they went to Besiktas and then beat Man City away uh, a few days later I think it's going to be tight again um, Wolves don't necessarily dominate the ball away from home so the onus will be on Newcastle a bit to to come out which has not really been a strength of theirs for, for a number of years now to, to dominate games at home um, so I going to go for a 1-1 draw I think it's, it's it's hard to see Newcastle as I said scoring more than one goal but yeah, I think a draw in this case well there you have it if you head over to Chronicle Live you can keep with, with all the latest Newcastle news including Steve Bruce's press conference on Friday morning um, a few bits and bobs on Saturday before the live match coverage on Sunday thank you very much Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts.